This message comes from NPR sponsor Comcast. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to reach millions with digital skills training, resources, and opportunities needed to succeed in a digital world. Learn more at Comcast.com slash Project Up. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Janine Hurst. A massive airstrike against Houthi sites in Yemen is just part of a U.S. campaign targeting Iran-backed militias in the Middle East. It follows separate attacks that killed three U.S. troops in Jordan last weekend and attacks on ships in the Red Sea. NPR's Amy Held reports the White House says more strikes are intended. The U.S. and U.K. led the overnight strikes on Yemen, saying they targeted 13 locations containing the Houthis' deeply buried weapons sites, plus missile systems, launchers and radars. They follow earlier U.S. strikes on Iraq and Syria, and National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan tells Meet the Press it's not over yet. We intend to take additional strikes uh, and additional action to continue to send a clear message that the United States will respond when our forces are attacked or people are killed. Sullivan says they're still assessing casualty counts, but he says it is believed the attacks did degrade the capabilities of the militia groups. Amy Held, NPR News. House Speaker Mike Johnson says the House will vote this week on a bill approving additional aid for Israel. And here's Deirdre Walsh reports this comes as a broader bipartisan Senate national security package is expected to be unveiled soon. House Speaker Mike Johnson called the bipartisan Senate border and national security bill dead on arrival before the details of the bill were out. Johnson decided instead to bring up a bill approving more than $17 billion for Israel. He said in a letter to GOP lawmakers that because Senate leaders did not include the House in the talks, quote, they have eliminated the ability for swift consideration of any legislation. White House Press Secretary Carrie Jean-Pierre called Johnson's move a cynical political maneuver. She said House Republicans should work with Democrats on a bill that addresses the border, Israel and Ukraine. Deirdre Walsh, NPR News. A major rain and windstorm is pummeling Southern California today with mandatory evacuation orders in effect for parts of Los Angeles and beyond. NPR's Joe Hernandez reports officials are warning of potentially life-threatening flooding along the coast and in more populated areas because of the storm. It's called an atmospheric river when a narrow band of water vapor travels from the tropics to the west coast of the U.S., Weather officials say the storm could drop as much as eight inches of rain in coastal and valley areas, with even more in the mountains. Rain could fall at a rate of an inch or more per hour. Two other major concerns with this storm are intense winds and potentially dangerous flash flooding. The National Weather Service says it could be one of the most dramatic weather days in recent memory in the area, and officials are urging people only to travel if absolutely necessary. Joe Hernandez, NPR News. And you're listening to NPR News from Washington. In one of the landmark cases before the Supreme Court this year, the justices are scheduled to hear oral arguments Thursday on the Colorado Supreme Court's decision to remove former President Donald Trump, who's the frontrunner for the Republican nomination, from the 2024 ballot. Namibia President Hege Gengab has died at the age of 82 at a hospital in the capital where he was receiving treatment for cancer. Tributes from around the world have celebrated him as a veteran of the country's struggle for independence. And Pierre's Emmanuel Aiken-Motu has more. 
President Hage Gengob died early on Sunday morning in the capital Vinduk, according to the Vice President Nangolo Umbumba, who was sworn in as acting president. The cause of death has not been officially given, but last month, Gengob revealed he was receiving treatment for cancer. Since his death, leaders from around the world have celebrated him. In neighbouring South Africa, President Cyril Ramaphosa said he was a towering veteran of Namibia's liberation from colonialism and apartheid. Gengob was a key member of the Swapo Party that led the movement against apartheid in South Africa, and he lived in exile for 27 years amid racial and political oppression in his country. He returned to Namibia in 1989, a year before independence, served in government and became president in 2015. Emmanuel Akimutu, NPR News, Abuja. U.S. futures contracts are trading flat at this hour. All three major indices are down about one-tenth of a percent. I'm Janine Herbst, and you're listening to NPR News from Washington.